0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I am joined by incoming junior on the UNH men's hockey team, Alex Gagné. Alex, in 2021, was drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the sixth round. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Alex, and how's everything going?
1: It's going well. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited.
0: Well, how's your summer been going so far, Alex? And have you been up to anything interesting, whether hockey-related or not? um so
1: far actually the team just left uh, we were up here summer session um from late june to late july um taking a class getting doing workouts skating getting the freshman acclimated to kind of our schedule um, other than that really just working working out skating mm-hmm. uh, my free time i like to go up to the lake we have a big lake lake minniposaki um just honestly relax up there
0: nice yeah i know i'm hopefully you're enjoying that weather because i feel like the weather has been sort of shaky this summer but it's finally starting to be very uh, nice this week so i'm trying to take advantage of that
1: i hope so i really do
0: now obviously what's it been like a sort of uh, trying to work with the team this summer and what's your first impressions of the freshman class and sort of what can wildcat fans expect to see from them this year
1: yeah um I mean the summer is all about, you know, getting to meet everybody, um, seeing how we jail together, you know, doing various things together, whether it's having a barbecue after a workout. Um, I know we did like a tiny like a mini golf tournament within the team. So like a scramble, which, which that was a lot of fun. Um, I think all the guys played, which is something cool. I know some some Euros <laughs> that that was their first time, but it was a good time. Um as far as the freshmen, I mean, I was really happy with all of them. Definitely in the weight room they came prepared. Um they definitely made some strides along um the summer session. Then on the ice, I mean, they look really good. I know some of them honestly just probably finished their playoffs somewhere play in the USHL, so they were just coming off that. Um no, I mean I'm excited to see what they do this year. I think they'll they're gonna be put in positions very early that they're gonna to need to step up, and they're gonna to need to uh, be needed. So, I'm excited.
0: Now, heading into your upperclassman years, what do you want to work on the most individually, and how have you been going about that this summer? Um,
1: for me, oh, sorry about that. Um, for me, um, honestly, um, you know what being, being a leader, um, this year, definitely trial and error, some ups and downs. Um, I think having more of a consistent voice in the room is one thing I've been trying to work on, um, being more comfortable with speaking up. Um, as far as individually, I think, you know, you can always get stronger in the weight room. Um, and then my biggest thing is, I mean, I've known it since I was probably 14 is my skating that can always get better. Um, And when I went down to Tampa's development camp this year, we spent a lot of time with their skating coach, um, Barbara Underhill, to kind of really go through my technique and see where some of the weaknesses are. So we're making up a plan, which I'm really excited about, um, that I'll be able to use with my workouts on the ice with um, the D coach here, which I mean, I'm looking forward to.
0: Is there any communication between you and Tampa during a college hockey season, or do they sort of just try to leave you on your own? Um, It honestly depends.
1: Um, I mean, they'll come to games. Um, I mean, I'll talk to them after I'll get their feedback, which is something I've, I mean, you always want as a player to know what your weaknesses are, what you can work on. Um, other than that, I mean, not, not really. I mean, they'll call here and there, but they'll kind of leave you alone. They really don't want to disrupt anything in the in the season.
0: Yeah, it's good to hear. I'm just curious because I know each team uh, does it differently. So I, I'm always curious to hear how each team sort of approaches it, especially yeah. with Tampa because they obviously have a lot of success with developing late round prospects. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, they've they've done a really good job. Um, I know I've I've talked to their sports psychologist there, Ryan Hamilton. I've talked to him a couple of times. Their resources have been really useful so i I can't complain
0: (laughs) well that's good to hear well i sort of now want to transition and talk about the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today uh so doing research on yourself it says that you're from obviously you're from new hampshire bedford specifically so talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport
1: yeah um i i come from I mean, I want to say hockey background, my brother and dad played. So that's ultimately how I started. Um, My brother's four years older. Uh, My dad played Division II college. So I think I was four years old when I started and um, kind of just followed my brother, to be honest. Played in the same organization, New Hampshire Avalanche, um, out of Hookset. My dad was my coach until uh, I was 16. So that was pretty cool to have him be on the bench. Um, I mean, other than nothing really, I mean, that's kind of how it started and then progressed from there.
0: Who was like your favorite player growing up? I'm assuming probably someone on the Bruins if I had to guess. Yeah.
1: Um, when Dougie Hamilton was there, he, I actually changed, I was number 14 and then I changed my number to 27 because of him.
0: That's pretty sick. Yeah. Have you met him before?
1: Uh, no, I I remember going to a like a Bruins off day practice, um but only it was back then. Uh, I think it was like 2012. It was only like Chris Kelly came out, so it was still pretty cool. But I was kind of bummed I didn't meet him.
0: Yeah, I've never met him before as well. I just I always am curious about that, but I haven't heard of Dougie Hamilton honestly since. uh Well, obviously I knew it. I still watched some Devils games and stuff, but like. I the last time I really remember like uh him on the Bruins was before he got traded uh to the Flames that year where they sort of wanted to switch things up but I'm a Bruins fan myself and I was more of a Tuca guy even though I wasn't a goalie I was just like watching him play yeah he's I remember I actually
1: went uh what was it what was his last game 2021 right
0: it was something along those. I think it was like he played four games one year and then his hips stuff started coming up. So he had to f- retire, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. I, th- I Actually, I think I went to his last game. I think it was on Willie O'Ree Knight. So, I yeah. Mean, unfortunately, they lost. But, I mean, that was pretty cool just to see. Yeah. And also Willie O'Ree Knight. That was pretty special.
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate because I sort of wanted him to end off his career on his own terms. And, unfortunately, he couldn't do that. But... Because I feel like he didn't get the respect he deserved sometimes. So uh, that's the only thing about him that I kind of – I do feel bad about. I wish we got one more season of him, at least one more playoff run where we sort of knew that was the year that he was going to end his career.
1: Yeah. I mean, they got – I mean, the two goalies that took over, I mean, not complaining with those
0: two. Oh, I know. Don't worry. I'm very happy with Sway and Ole, but – I will say I do miss uh, Tuca a lot. He was definitely my guy. The first jersey I ever got was a Tuca Rasp Bruins jersey. So, and it was like so oversized, but now it fits me perfectly today. So, that's probably one of my favorite jerseys I have. That's awesome. Well, before UNH, like you mentioned, you played for your uh, some club teams in your local area, but then you headed off to the USHL and you played for the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders and the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Uh, how did you get the opportunity to go to the USHL? yeah um it's
1: kind of it's not crazy um so what I was originally gonna do not a lot of people know this but um like in the Northeast region a lot of people decide they kind of go the prep school route so they'll kind of maybe their junior year instead of going off to the USHL um they'll take it um not a year off but repeat a year and then they'll repeat junior year and say go to a prep school so that was originally my uh plan so i was visiting all prep schools um and then my coach when i played u16 he he actually helped me get drafted um to the u to cedar rapids i think it was in the 14th round or something like that um and he was like would you go to main camp and i was like sure like why not um but my mind was still set on um prep school I was still visiting schools. still doing all the interviews but When i went out to the main camp i actually played really well um earned a spot on the team and then now i mean now i had a decision to make whether or not to go play ushl or go um, to prep school and i was admitted to so i was admitted to tabor um it's down in mass so i was deciding between that and cedar rapids um and after talking to friends and family um, we decided that like, Cedar Rapids was the best decision, you know, practicing with older guys every day, the pace of play every day, um, and also having a chance to, I guess, live away from home where you're uncomfortable. It's mean, it honestly helped me mature a lot faster. Um, and then, yeah, I, I had to make that phone call to the Tabor coach and let him know I wasn't coming, and then make the phone call to Coach Carlson and tell him I was coming. I was excited. Um, that was a really fun year. Definitely some ups and downs, but it was probably the best year for, I guess, a learning year. I definitely had to face a lot of adversity. I know um, there was one point in the season where I I was scratched five games in a row. So pretty much, I mean, how USHL works is it's two games a weekend, maybe one. So I was essentially scratched for a month straight, um, doubt at in the moment that was really tough, you know, being away from home, not coming home to mom or dad, and you kind of got to deal with it by yourself. Um, which I realized, I mean, that adversely helped me, helped me, um, kind of grow and realize that, you know what, you got to take every practice now as your game, you gotta take every workout as it's like your last, um, And at the end of the day, I mean, after the end of the season, um, Coach Carlson, who's still the head coach today of Cedar Rapids, um, like, we'll still talk and I'll honestly say, like, thank you. Like, I know you probably inadvertently you did it, but it it helped me in the long run. Because, I mean, I still look back to those days and realize, like, I got myself out of that. Um, The adversity still helps me today, still pushes me. So, Um, and then... After that, you know, I was still planning to go back to CR the next year. Um, but uh, I think it's called a derecho or directo, something something Midwest where it's a hurricane slash tornado. Destroyed the rink. Um, I remember that Zoom call with Coach. Um, it was a sad one that he said they won't be playing that year. So I was in dispersal draft. Um, and then Muskegon ultimately picked me up which That was a really fun year. The coaches were awesome. Um, we had actually a really good team. We ended up losing the semis to Chicago, who ultimately ended up winning. but that was that was a really good year
0: for me as well. Yeah, and that Chicago team was loaded, so no shame in uh, losing against them.
1: Oh trust me. I mean I have I live with a I live with a guy who beat me. so I live with or there's two kids on the team now that oh wow. They, they like to remind me every day
0: oh that's tough but I feel like I don't know there's probably other things that you could sort of uh chirp them about as well yeah uh <laughs> um, what's like the best memory you have in the USHL when you look back at back on it is it getting scratched in those five games or is it sort of like um a goal you might have scored or um off the ice memory with like one of those long bus rides that you and your team might have had um
1: yeah I mean I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say like the scratches get like having a good memory. It's just to me, yeah. it's memory. Um, best memory. Um, I would honestly just say for me off the ice is just like, say, like you go to the hotel or you play and say, if I'm in Cedar after Muskegon, we go to Youngstown and we go the day before, like those dinners are always the best. It's always just jokes being uh, had, chirps being yelled at each other, just laughing. Those are the times where you'll never forget. And those were where a lot of memories were made. So I would say that.
0: And how did the USHL help prepare you for college hockey? Obviously, you're playing with and against other D1 commits. So that definitely makes that transition easier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it helped me kind of more or it helped me with the speed. Um, Definitely two years of that helped. Um, especially coming to the USHL, being a 16, 17-year-old, excuse me, um, playing against guys who were age us at the time, so nineteen, twenty, Um, that helped. Um, and then another thing for me was, I guess, just the off-ice component, um, being away from home, you kind of got to fend for yourself. Time management, I was still doing school out there, so kind of helped me transition to – Like my freshman year kind of how am i doing this am i doing homework here how is it not going to affect me on the ice or when i'm at the rink so kind of putting two and two and kind of making sure i'm doing good at both so i think that's what helped me
0: so i now want to ask you about your recruiting process with unh what made you want to play there versus other schools you might have looked at obviously you're a local guy so that must have been a huge fact played a huge factor into your recruiting process but How did Sousa find you and what made you ultimately want to go be a Wildcat?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that was probably one of the deciding factors. Um, You know, I'm no more than a 40-minute drive from campus, which is is pretty cool to say. Um, Another reason was, you know, being away from home these past two years um, and having my family so close. I mean, they've missed out of the two years i played, they invite us to two games. So having them come in every game and experience it, I mean, that's, that's really special to me. Um, as far as the recruiting process, I mean, I'm really close with our assistant coach, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Giuliano. Um, I've been working with him for probably lo- like long before I was being recruited to UNH. So already had that relationship. Um, and then, I mean that's that's probably where it all started. Um, that contact with with Jeff, and then Coach Seuss came into the picture. Coach Stewart came into the picture. Um, we had great conversations. I know after after I took my initial visit, um, I got in the car and I remember saying, "I'm
0: good. Like I don't I don't need to see any of the schools. <laughs>
1: like this is where I want to go."
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool and also like just road games as well like your parents get to go see those as well since they're all so close by which i which is another factor that i just thought of now
1: yeah i mean it's like the longest ride for them is probably vermont maybe maybe maine mm-hmm. that's not even compared to where like i remember them driving like nine hours to a ushl game mm-hmm. so to vermont it's kind of like nothing to them
0: so oh exactly and what was sort of like the biggest adjustment once you came on campus as a freshman? Um, was it the speed of the game, just the physicality or just sort of the adjustment of balancing hockey and academics?
1: Um, for me, I think it was just, you know, playing against older guys, playing against, I think the biggest difference between college and I guess juniors or USHL, however you want to call it, um, is you've got to be mentally focused like every second no matter if it's practice, no matter if it's the game. Um, Cause I mean, I don't wanna say you can get away with it in juniors, but and certainly, I mean, they're the same age as you, but like in college, like I remember playing against some 24, 25 year olds. um. So I thought that was the biggest adjustment. And then obviously the size, um, you know, like they're, they're grown man, I'm still going to my body. So, you know, putting more weight on the weight room getting faster, getting stronger, getting quicker. Um, I would say that was the biggest adjustment. Speed, the the speed was fine because, I mean, the USHL, I mean, that that was the COVID year too, so college guys came back. So I kind of got a little taste before going in. Um, But, yeah, I think it was the mental side for most of it.
0: Now, you got – your first career goal against uh, Maine, which I think is pretty sick as a UNH guy. Uh, just talk about that goal and where do you keep the puck today?
1: Yeah, um, I was I was hoping it was going to come a little bit earlier in the season, but I'm kind of glad it came against Maine. Um, it was the second game against Maine. First one we kind of got not blown out, but they they beat us pretty good. Um, and the second one, I remember, I got off the point. Came over, went top right, which is actually pretty cool. Um, and of course that was the only game my parents didn't come to. Uh, <laughs> they were watching from home. Um, but right now it's it's back at home. Uh it's on a shelf next to a picture in my room. So nice.
0: Yeah. That's pretty sick. And what was your freshman year just like overall, uh, from your perspective?
1: Um it was it was a lot of fun. Um I mean, the the guys in my class are my best friends, so that's obviously a huge plus, you know, getting along with them. Um, And the older guys made it like 10 times easier. Um, They made us feel comfortable right away as soon as we got into campus, um, which I think was the biggest thing. Um, And then, no, I mean, I had had a lot of fun. There was, I mean, definitely you're gonna have ups and downs as a freshman. But I know our captain, Will McKinnon, he did a good job of, you know, what realizing it, um, maybe pulling you aside, um, helping with you. So I give him a lot of credit. He did a really good job. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I wouldn't say it was smooth sailing, but it was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Now, I do want to ask you about this past season and just sort of your team's performance in general. So obviously UNH – Had a pretty interesting year in my in my opinion because i don't think your record sort of indicated uh, your team's performance to me because it seemed like your team had a tough start in the beginning of the season had lost some really close games but then towards the end of the season you guys went on a run and uh, sort of found a way to put some games together i think it really started in that series against or that game against providence in early january uh, so my question to you is when you look back on this past season what do you take away from your team's performances and sort of the ups and downs that you guys had
1: yeah i mean i mean obviously on paper you're going to see that we lost what 11 12 in a row um but if I, if anyone like watched our games we'd be up in the second we'd be up going into the second period or third period we'd be up two one um it's just it's what i alluded to i mean it's we are a young team. We are a little bit inexperienced. Um, I'm not giving that as an excuse, but I mean, we got, at the end of the day, you got to find a way to win. Um, we definitely learned from that. We didn't want to have that be the narrative going into the second half of the season after break. Um, cause we kind of had the MO of saying like, you know what, we've had this bad of a stretch. I mean, we'll sh- just forget about it. Brand new season after the break. Um, we actually did pretty well we're i think we knocked off three or four ranked teams um which which to us it wasn't a surprise but maybe to the outside it was i mean we knew what we had in the room we knew what we were capable of um but yeah i mean st- i mean stuff like that happens It's yeah. just yeah
0: yeah, because I remember Ryan Black told me he was like, we played one of the best games of the season against Union, and you guys still, like, lost that game, and it was just super frustrating. So how do you guys sort of, like, mentally try to get out of that funk and stay positive during that tough time?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we've had some meetings about it, um, you know, just to talk about it, kind of kind of vent a little bit and kind of see where everyone's head at. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we kept going back to the thing where it's like, you know what? Trust your trust the guy next to you. Um, keep doing what you're doing because um, I mean, the scores the scores aren't saying we're winning, but I mean, the felt the fork. We're doing all the right things. Um, yeah, I mean, what Ryan alluded to. I mean, the Union game we were we were in their zone the whole time. We just couldn't. We just couldn't finish. Um, but yeah, I mean, the message was honestly just stick to stick to what we're doing it's not the ice is going to tip at some point
0: now your team lost to providence in the hockey's playoffs last season what did you learn from that game and what do you think your team needs to do uh this upcoming season to get over the hump and uh win a hockey's playoff game and sort of use some of the challenges that you guys dealt with last year heading into next year as a step forward especially as a young group like you alluded to
1: yeah. Um I mean obviously the first thing is don't uh we can't put ourselves in a position of playing on a Wednesday anymore. Um, cuz then Saturday we'll get home ice or we'll play away whatever but at Wednesday game we don't want to play that this year. Um And then I mean what we learned from that game is that we, we I mean we don't want to be in that game. We don't we don't want to have that feeling. I mean I've been here two years, it's the same same feeling I've had. Um how it's ending our season. Um but then, I mean the guys that are coming back we're just used like just using it as motivation. Um you know what we keep we kind of keep a little bit of that feeling in the back of our back of our tongue just to let us know that it's there. Um and kind of use it. I don't mean just use it as motivation. That's pretty much it.
0: Now individually what would you say is the biggest improvement you've made to your game since the beginning of your collegiate career? Um
1: biggest improvement I would say um I would just say my strength, my overall strength, whether that's in the corners or um you know, what staying on my feet if I get hit, something like that. Um I think I've gotten a little bit better at that. I know the freshman year sometimes it would look like Bambi falling over the ice. But, um, no, I mean, our our trainers do a really good job, and I think I've improved a lot in that area. So I'm pleased with that, and I'm still
0: working at it. So Now, next season, you're going to be an upperclassman, and you're also going to be wearing a letter. So what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team? Would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader or the by example type of player? Um,
1: Definitely, I would say a little bit of both. I'm definitely a lead by example player, Um, trying to do the right thing all the time, kind of trying to show the freshmen kind of, you know, how we do things around here, Um, how it should be done. And then for me this year, I'm really going to challenge myself to go outside of my comfort zone and be a little bit more vocal, Um, you know, as having a letter and not being an upperclassman, I believe, anywhere um you know what when you speak up people are going to listen um so I think I'm definitely definitely going to use my voice more um I'm not going to kind of go Rambo on and go say everything that I need to say or say it every time but I'm definitely going to pick my spots um and yeah I'm just going to speak when I feel the need is to speak
0: and as a team, what are your guys' goals and expectations uh for next season?
1: Um, right now we just to be top four in the league. Um, that's a really big goal of ours. Obviously, make it to the garden, um, win that, and then make it to the tournament and then win that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I like pretty the steps no so pretty
1: pretty, <laughs> pretty simple goals, but yeah. Starts with Starts with one practice, one game. So take it day by day.
0: Hey, hockey East, I think is has a ton of parity this year. So I I can't see why any team wouldn't make the top four. It's going to be challenging, but as a fan, it's exciting to see what's going to how it's going to all unfold. Yeah, I mean you can,
1: I mean maybe you can you can probably ask any other guy in the league. Um, there's no easy night. Mm-hmm. I think every guy can agree with that, whether they're on BC BU. Vermont, Maine, both UMasses, Merrimack, they could say all the same things. Um, we're going to have a really good teams coming in the first start of the year, so I'm excited. Um, I mean, that's what we want. We want to be tested right away. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Now, I do want to get into the draft a little bit because um, I'm just curious about that. So, obviously, you were picked by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the sixth round. Um, what was your draft day like, and how excited were you when Tampa finally made the pick to get you on their organization?
1: Yeah. Um. So how I found out was, um, I was at the World Junior Summer Showcase in Plymouth, Michigan, um, and the draft was going on. Everybody was getting drafted. Um, I remember checking my phone to see like if like my advisor texted me or something or my coach texted me um, I didn't get anything so I went on the ice and it was probably the sixth round and I remember we were doing like power play practice and I got off the bench and like uh one of the trainers like tapped me he said congrats like Tampa and I like spun back a little bit and I was like what and I was like congrats you got drafted and I was like can you show me your phone so I know you're not messing with me so he showed me it and I saw it and obviously i was really excited um came off the ice to my phone kind of being blown up um and then yeah i mean my mom sent me a video of her watching it her crying so that was pretty cool um yeah. but yeah it was kind of a weird moment of how of or of where i was when i got drafted but yeah it was yeah. it was pretty
0: that one was pretty interesting too, because it was like in the middle of the summer. Normally, it's like right when the season ends in June. So I feel like the 2020 and 2021 drafts were just—it uh it was just more. I guess it's sort of weird to think about those because they're just so different compared to the ones we've had the last two years. Yeah,
1: the COVID years, and we didn't even have development camp too. So, oh yeah. So the guys who were getting drafted, they just got drafted and had to wait till the next year to go.
0: What was your development camp experience like because i know you were just there well, a couple of weeks ago um what was that like me and the other prospects and sort of um getting to go to tampa
1: yeah um obviously tampa is a really cool spot um we were right next to a huge mall at the hotel with all the guys um you know having it to be my second time i kind of knew some more faces knew some more uh names um it's definitely more comfortable so and then obviously the camp itself, it was hard, but you know, it was good. You have so many resources there, so many questions being asked. Um, you know, we would skate twice a day, have a workout, have some, whether it be like a nutritional meeting, a mental health meeting or training, excuse me. And then we'd, we'd go to Top Golf one night. Um, and other than that, it's just spending time with the other guys, getting to know them. Getting to know where they're from, um, you know. I talked to Eamon Powell on BC. He was there. Dylan Duke from Michigan. Tower Duke from Michigan. Um, Jack Harvey BU. So, kind of getting to know know those guys. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, how's top golf? Who was like the best player at that? Because I interviewed uh, Klavs and he said it was Isaac Howard. But I feel like that guy gets so much uh, love. So I feel like it might there is there someone else that might be like. Really-
1: <laughs> One of the uh, trainers, um, Jamie Hefferman, he's actually a pro. So oh, okay. I, w- I would say him.
0: All right. Was it Howard, though? Was he the best player golfer, though?
1: Um, I would say so.
0: Okay. I feel like he has to, though, because if he's walking up to the draft with a white suit, you have to sort of <laughs> be like – you have to be good at something outside of hockey as well.
1: Yeah, he was pretty good.
0: So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions, sort of get to know you a little bit more off the ice. Uh so first one is what music do you like to listen to before a game?
1: Um I would say rap. Um, I'm really I'm not picky. Um, whoever's on aux during a game or before a game, I'll just kind of listen to it. It doesn't matter. Whether it could be it could be rap, EDM, um nothing it doesn't really matter to me
0: what a road arena is your favorite to play in
1: road arena I uh, main
0: yeah uh, that yeah. makes sense
1: yeah like having them um I know we'll go up there once this year that I'm looking forward to and they come here twice again which that'll be really cool um their atmosphere is really fun to play in they're hostile which is cool, and especially when you score they get quiet um <laughs> that's, that's pretty fun
0: yeah I feel like I don't know if this is a hot take but I think it's more fun to score on the road against them than at home just because I feel like hearing the crowd quiet down and just sort of being that villain is kind of there's just a different feeling to it than just scoring in front of your fans even though that's just as fun I feel like there's something unique about that I don't know maybe that's just uh me just talking
1: (laughs) yeah there's definitely there's definitely probably you could probably say that to everybody and there'd be two arguments everywhere but I mean, either way,
0: I think it'd be pretty unique. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week?
1: Um, read this week, or read like in the past?
0: It could be. It just. It could be anything in the past month, honestly.
1: Um, I've got a book. I was actually right next to my desk. It's right here. It's called Fearless. Um, it's about a Navy SEAL, um, Team Six operator named Adam Brown. Um, kind of talking about his life his ultimate sacrifice so I kind of keep that on my desk to remind me that kind of a bad day in my life isn't so bad mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I mean those are always I kind of like reading those type of books um those are always interesting to me so
0: yeah yeah I definitely I gotta check that out now thanks uh for the recommendations so I think for me honestly the most interesting thing I saw was I was reading or seeing a topic about how more elite Canadian players are going to the USHL and the college hockey route rather than playing in like major juniors and I'm I just think that's an interesting trend but I kind of see why you would want to go to college hockey more than those major junior teams just because of the nice facilities just the teams you play and uh I just think just sort of that atmosphere of being a college hockey player is just so unique and so fun so I just thought that was pretty interesting seeing that trend because the number one pick in the draft next year is supposed to go to BU and then obvious or it is going to be you. And then uh obviously you saw Owen Power in 2021. And then some other top five prospects uh this year played uh who are from Canada played college hockey. So I just thought that was a pretty interesting thing to look at.
1: Yeah, I mean, those guys, you could probably say they paved the way
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: for most Canadians who are want to go the junior college route. Um of course like power, Fantilli. um I mean, plus everyone's looking probably at the Chicago Steel and saying, wow, like their development is second to none. Yeah. So they're probably looking at that and be like, all
0: right, I want to, I want to go to that. And someone also said they're like, would you rather play at like Arizona State or play in like some random place in like uh, Alberta that you've never heard of? And it's like, yeah, that does, that does make sense a little bit as well. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, one more uh, non hockey question is just, um, Actually, I have two more. uh if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? Oh, if I could have lunch with anyone in the world, um,
1: oh, if I could have lunch with anyone in the world, I would just say, um, I'm I'm trying to go like off of hockey here. Um, I would say maybe Elvis or something along that lines, just to kind of yeah. hear hear his stories uh, I think that would be pretty interesting
0: uh, I'll probably go with Tom Brady I just think he seems like a guy that I would want to learn a lot from just because of how he overcame a lot of adversity in his athletic career
1: yeah yeah definitely I was thinking sports but at the same time I was like man I always, <laughs> I always say sports so I was like I'll go something else
0: now, last non-hockey question is: You have the best style on the UNH uh, men's hockey team. Who, besides yourself, would you say has the best style on the team? Uh, the best style. Uh-huh.
1: Some guys may not agree, but I'll I'll take that one.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I told that to Cronin when he was on here. So anytime, whoever's on the podcast uh-huh. is the best style. So
1: he probably ate that up. <laughs> uh, the best style, I would say best style i gotta go with i'll go with liam devlin okay i'd say he's got the best style i'll I'll give that one to him
0: now final question for you is if for what advice would you give younger players on what it takes to be a college hockey player like yourself
1: um honestly my advice is kind of trust the process don't rush it Um, you know what, as, as corny as you want to think it is, but, you know, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Um, and then keep working at the little things. You know what coaches notice that they notice, um, good changes, good body language, um, how you interact with your teammates, how you communicate with your teammates, um, how you receive coaching. Um, are you willing to be coached? Stuff like that. I think goes a long way because i the more people in your corner um the better the more doors will open for you
0: now last thing i just want to ask you alex is do you have any shout outs you want to give to your teammates family members or friends and who should we have on the podcast next um
1: shout out shout out to my parents um just want to say thank you i don't think i can say thank you enough to them um shout out to my teammates I'm looking forward to seeing them in a couple of weeks, getting the season started, looking forward to a couple of first wins. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I got.
0: All right. Well, definitely uh, just want to say thank you again uh, for coming on Alex. I really do appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. I had very, I had a very fun time getting the chance to uh, know you a little bit and talk with you today. And I, I just appreciate your time. And, I wish you nothing but the best uh, for next season. I know you guys are going to do great, and uh, I can't wait to see you play um, in person again soon. I always enjoy watching your teams uh, play around the New England area whenever I get the chance to go.
1: Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been fun.